Kurt's flight had been uneventful. His cab ride to the Magnolia Royale even less so. It gave him enough time to concoct a course of action for when he arrived. If someone is out to hurt Gabby, I have to be on my toes to keep movements covert, he mused. With that in mind, he kept himself dressed in what he'd like to think of as civilian clothing. He blended in with just about everyone he'd seen in the airport and was happy to see that it was the same at the hotel. He nodded to the concierge at the front desk, declined the kindly bellhop, and made his way confidently through the lobby to the nearest elevator, not waiting for anyone to ask if he needed help. If this plan was to work, he needed everyone there to believe he'd already been there. After all, why ask about the room he had a key to? Wait. Ah, drat. He felt for the magnolia bud in his pocket and realized that he indeed had the fob, but no key. Looks like I'll have to sweet-talk the staff after all, he thought in frustration. He found his way back to the desk and, acting flustered, not too hard to do presently, he pulled the fob out of his pocket and spoke. Hi, I was wondering if there was a replacement key for my room. I just got up to my floor and pulled out the fob only to find there was no key attached to it. I must have dropped it somewhere. I'm a bit klutzy, chuckled Kurt. Well, that's no good, now is it? asked the charming woman behind the counter. I can see your room number here on the fob. You know. She leaned in. These keys are notorious for being lost. Making key fobs out of real flower buds is a nice idea, but it's not very practical. Let me just get that extra key for you, but I will need to verify the name on the reservation before I can give it to you. Uh-oh, thought Kurt. Due to the covert nature of their agency, the detectives rarely ever had to divulge their full names. Once or twice, Kurt had introduced himself as Detective Steadfoot for posterity's sake, but most of the time, badges sufficed since they were the last line of defense in the most extreme cases. Gabby, um, Gabriel, he stammered. What was his last name again? Uh, Speakman. It should be under Gabriel Speakman. Phew, that was close. Just for an extra dose of realism, he added, My friends call me Gabby. I tend to be a bit of a, a motor mouth. <laughs> he laughed. The concierge laughed amiably and said, Well, Mr. Speakman, the name checks out, so here's your key, sir. I hope you have a much better day, and keep an eye on that key, okay? Thank you for staying at the Magnolia Royale. Kurt nodded, turned back toward the elevator, and within moments was standing in front of room 223. He looked down the corridor both ways, inserted the key into the lock, turned it until he heard a click, and then entered the room. The hotel space was exactly what any other four to five star hotel room might look like. Double full-sized beds, a small table, mini fridge, microwave, sink, TV, the usual setup. Clearly there was no one here. Kurt sighed. He was hoping this would be easy, but he could see it would be anything but that. Walking around every square inch of the room, the bathroom, and the small front hallway, he found absolutely nothing. This was probably a stupid move, he thought, second-guessing the skills he'd acquired over a long career for the second or third time that day. He slumped down onto the bed, resigned to get some rest, if he could, and then head back to the office tomorrow, when he realized something he'd seen in the room didn't fit. He quickly walked around one more time, and when he was about to give up again, it hit him. 
This hotel was called the Magnolia Royale, but the typical notepad on the small desk in the room looked old and used, though there was nothing written on the pad itself. It held the logo for the five-star hotel, but a notepad with only one or two sheets left in it seemed off for an institution with the Magnolia's reputation. And then he saw it. The pen that was lying next to the pad was from a hotel, sure, but one called the Georgia Grand. Now why would this hotel have that hotel's pen here? All cylinders firing now, Kurt pulled a pencil out of his overnight bag along with a few sheets from his own notepad and pulled an old gumshoe trick he'd learned a long time ago. Holding his own paper down on top of the hotel notepad, he lightly shaded with the side of the pencil until some markings showed up on the top sheet. The indentations of whatever was written before on the hotel notepad rose to the surface, as it were, revealing a note that, shockingly, began with Kurt's name. Gabby had been here. The note read, Kurt, listen, if you found this, it's important that you know this is deeper than I initially thought. I can't say any more this way, but it's vital that you find me wherever I am. I've left a package for you at the front desk. They won't be looking for a PI, though. You'll have to have some steady footing to get it, but you'll figure it out. Don't waste any time, buddy. Everything hinges on this. See you soon. Gap. Kurt read the note, concern completely overtaking him now. He shook himself from his stupor and ran down the stairs, opting for the faster route to the lobby. Thankfully, the concierge's shift was over, so he made his way to the newer face behind the desk and asked for a package that might have been left there. Unfortunately, this was a dead end as no packages had been dropped off there for a few days now. Dejected, Kurt made his way back to the room. If the front desk is holding a package for me, who might have gotten it first, he thought. Then, with crystal clarity, he realized it wasn't at this front desk. It was at the Georgia Grand. With renewed energy, he grabbed his bag, hailed a cab, and rushed to the airport. Luckily, he was able to book a red eye to Atlanta and was airborne within a couple of hours. What have you gotten yourself into, Gabby?